Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As we gear up for the biggest year in politics, one thing we can all do now is start voting with our wallets. By supporting brands and companies that share your values, you're sending a message. It's like buying a team jersey, and we're on Team Sanity. Our sponsors are, too. So before we get behind the candidates, let's get behind the people, our people. Every day, men and women who have started businesses across the country, people just like you and me. Support a Clan Buck sponsor and let your voice be heard. The more of us that support them, the louder our collective voice becomes. Bold, reverent, and occasionally random. The Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast starts now. You teased that you, as yes. a huge aficionado of the Barbie franchise, wow, spent your this. weekend making Under sure. Yeah, I know you blocked off four hours to watch it back to back. Make sure End that you had loved it. I just want all the Lord of the Rings fans to notice that he even hit me <laughs> for the extended edition Lord of the Rings. At Clay Travis on Twitter, if you want to light him up. Uh, Clay, I'm honest to God, I sat down with Carrie, and I'm like, we're going we're gonna to make it through, honey. We couldn't. We, we got... I think 30 minutes into it, I was like, I can't do it anymore. Really? I can't do it anymore. It's so bad. It was so bad. I, 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 I don't know. Did I'm, she I'm not, not like it either, this. or did she keep watching? Oh, no. She hated it, too. We, we oh, did wow. not make it more than 30 minutes in. The Barbie movie was worse than the Ferrari movie. I didn't even think that was possible. I didn't even think that was a thing that could happen in the space-time continuum with the flux capacitor. Well, to be fair to everybody out there, I did watch, I mentioned this, a romantic comedy on the airplane flight back from Australia. Love Actually, I thought was pretty wow. good, Buck. You, I hadn't seen it. It's been out in for your 20 man years. Card and you don't even realize it. That I, man card is toast. I laughed out loud a lot of times during that movie. I didn't think it was bad. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck. You know, I had a few people that were surprised that I didn't like the Barbie movie because they liked the Barbie movie, Clay. And I just... I don't understand this. I don't know how that's possible. Do you do you have do you have anyone that given pushback on this analysis of Barbie? No, I do not have a I have not seen the Barbie movie, but my wife heard your discussion of the Barbie movie, you and Carrie, and said she watched it on our flights when we went to Australia, it was on, and she said 
Buck was right. She said she expected, based on the fact that it made a billion dollars, that it was going to be super smart and super interesting, even if she disagreed with some of the ways that it was conveyed. And she said she watched it, and it was not smart, and it wasn't well-constructed as a story. And I haven't seen it at all, but she said, yeah, Buck was 100% right about the Barbie movie. Laura is a very astute and brilliant woman, so this does not. She also so likes have, Gladiator, which puts, which means that she I says, know that she to be knows fair, things. My wife Laura says that Gladiator is the greatest movie that's ever been made. They're making a Gladiator two, which I'm a little bit nervous about. I'm worried. I'm worried. But yeah. Um, but she says, my wife, if you asked her, the best movie that she's ever seen in her life would say Gladiator. Um, also said recently because we were talking about Vikings, she was like. I think I would have liked, much of my wife, I think I would have liked living in the Viking era and being a Viking wife. And I was like, I, I don't know. There was a term you know? for the warriors, shield maidens, they called them. And Laura would be a badass shield a maiden. Shield so maiden. There you go. All right, there yeah. you go. So, you but go. she said you were 100% right about the Barbie movie. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I probably will never watch it now. I've got to catch up on John Wick. I, I'm halfway through the John Wick franchise. Ted, you got to watch John Wick, and then we're going to get you out to the range next time you're visiting down in South Florida. We'll get you in on some John Wick drills, buddy. We got it going. We got it going on down so here. So when you watch a movie like John Wick, do you think? I understand, obviously, like it's basically the Matrix, uh, except in somewhat real life. Does the movements that he has with weaponry? Does he, as you watch, do you think, oh, that's a guy who's had advanced weapons training, or is it just totally cartoonish? A hundred percent. Keanu Reeves is very adept with weapons movements. He trains with Terran Tactical out in California. He does, you know, two gun drills. So He's you watch it and think this guy's a badass. Like it's not fake. I, I mean, he he knows, you know, he knows his way around, around firearms for sure. Uh, he's, you know, he's trained to look. It's it's muscle memory. It's like a lot of things. It's like training for a sport or something. I mean, you know, if you do enough and you have good training, uh, but you know, Keanu Reeves is uh, he moves very. I mean, I've I've asked friends of mine who are SEALs and who are you know former Delta guys. I'm like, when you watch the Keanu things, like, yeah, this guy really knows what's up. Speaking of that, maybe we have to talk about this tomorrow. Do you know one of the places we went in Australia since Keanu Reeves is coming up where they filmed the final scene of Point Break? We went to that actual beach where Bodie is there. Let me get I don't the give final away. ride, man. Yes. I remember that scene so well. Patrick Swayze, rest in peace. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty on the Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday Drop with Clay and Buck. Buck, I was going to tell on myself here. Um, college football season is over. Last night, my lovely wife, Laura, she says, hey, do you want to watch The Crown? Not a lot of sports on television. I said, sure. Let's watch The Crown. Season six of The Crown underway, Buck. Very popular show on Netflix about British royalty. We were watching, spoiler alert, Princess Die dies. This is the season six, episode three and four. And I just, I try to be as honest with this audience as I can be. And I understand if you aren't going to trust me anymore or if you're going to expect to see me driving by myself in a car wearing a mask. Buck, I teared up and began to cry while watching The Crown last night. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't even know that I know myself anymore. Devastatingly sad episode. Princess Di been dead 26 years or whatever. And they got me on the crown, and I just want to confess that I started to cry while watching the crown last night, and I still can't believe it happened. I think you're making both of our estrogen levels rise right now just by telling this story. (laughs) Somebody said, this is a crazy way to come out and announce that you're endorsing Joe Biden for president in 2024. Pretty funny. It was a very funny line. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and the comments, by the way, I tweeted about it last night. We finished the the show. I, in fact, I had to tell my wife, I was like, I I can't watch third episode right now. I'm, I am emotionally overwhelmed by the last two episodes that we watched. I can't watch any more of the crown. It doesn't matter what kind of movie it is. If a beloved animal dies, you know, a dog, a horse, uh, you can't watch a a bear. I cry. Can't watch it. Makes me too upset. Did you read Where the Red Fern Grows when you were a kid? I know that, but I didn't read it. No, I mean, I know of it, yeah. Maybe the saddest book that any kid could read in history. I know there's people out there, Old Dan, Little Ann, I think, the names. I bet you're crying right now just thinking about it. So we just got confirmation from producer Allie that she did not cry during the same episodes of The Crown, but Clay was getting the vapors. He was I said we couldn't up. watch a third episode. And I, I producer Allie, just in my ear, she was like, yeah, it was a really good show, The Crown, but she didn't cry at all. Uh-huh. And I'm just sitting here. Maybe I am the ultimate softie. I, and I understand if you can't trust any of my opinions on anything because I cried during The Crown last night. I, I, I just I felt like I needed to come clean. 
did the missus tear up or no? Couldn't tell. The light were, was off. Ah, uh, in the, you know, it was like <laughs> evening so you television. You were burying your head in Laura's <laughs> shoulder while she was like, it's okay, Clay. It's just a show. <laughs> No, and I was trying to disguise it, but I was like, uh, I, I was like, you know, it was dark. I was like, maybe she's not going to notice that I'm crying. But then the 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 funeral itself uh, happened, and uh, and and I just I I was like, uh, you know, I was I was out of control. I, I legit said, I don't I don't think we can watch the third episode right now. Sorry. You know, you know what really got me back in the day? What really got me when John Lithgow in Harry and the Hendersons for Bigfoot's own benefit, has to pretend like he doesn't want him around anymore. I'm getting like a little choked up just thinking about it now. So some guy dressed in an actor, because Bigfoot was all, he almost looks like a big, you know, he's like a big St. Bernard or something or a big golden retriever. Like he was a nice Bigfoot. If we need, if like, there's going to be awfulness throughout 2024, right? There's going to be so much toxicity. There's going to be so many, at some point we just need to have a fun hour where we just give people immunity, men in particular primarily, to call in and admit the most embarrassing thing that they have cried while watching. I mean, that I'm, not, I'm not embarrassed by this radio. at all, but I'll tell you, Turner and Hooch with Hanks and K9 <laughs> with the Hooch. other Belushi. Dude, Turner and Hooch, I love. I wanted a French Mastiff so badly. And, and, and you know, he saves his life in that one. Man, that was... I Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks alongside Turner and Hooch was a classic of the 1980s. Oh, now, yeah. I mean, great film. Great film. You know, the other time when I really lost, oh, there's been, do you remember, what was the movie that won the Oscar? Um, and I don't want to, I, I mean, need more details. Out for like 20, <laughs> 20 years. The one that was set in Hollywood uh, that some people really liked and other people hated. Uh, it was like a set in L.A., and La La it was Land? A, uh, on, no, no, I don't do musicals. Uh, I, th- th- I do still have some shred of masculinity in me. Uh, the, the, Ali, some, some, Ali, you're the, the pop culture expert. It's the one where like the, the, it follows a different life of Angelinos, and, uh, and there's all these different people contrasting and going through life. Oh, crash. Crash. I really, did oh, you that like one Crash best back in the day? By the yeah, way, that was the weirdest picture. description of Crash I've ever heard in my life. You're like, it's a movie. There's like people wearing T-shirts and they walk it's, around in it's shoes. Set in Los and- Angeles, they're filming it. It's not real life. Um, there's a scene at the end of Crash where the dad runs out to like save the kid's life, and the it's, kids it's, thinks- not at the end. It's early, uh, pretty early on. You mean the one where the dad shoots and it's the cap? It's the uh, blank. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was that way the movie ends. No, it's like maybe I didn't think you were going to be through. a crash expert. Just oh, I loved like, crash. That was, the, that was the eighth minute of the episode. That was scene oh, four. I, I, I saw it many times. That's a times. really good I, movie, right? So I you agree with me that it was really well done. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought it was a very well done movie. I enjoyed it. We're not, we're not you're not supposed to like it though because it it um it like you know doesn't it doesn't go uh, tough enough on systemic racism. So that's why you're not supposed to like that movie. Yeah, it has um. Uh, the Bridget, the the guy who Ludacris is in, yeah, right? It, it shows it shows that people of all different backgrounds are capable of bigotry and racism, and therefore it's a human problem and not an intersectional. Some races good, some races bad problem, and therefore the left hates it. Not allowed. Yeah, and that's actually the uh, generations that we grew up in. The '80s and the '90s in the post civil rights era was all about the idea of a we actually have way more in common than we do different. That was the legacy. I know a lot of you out there who grew up around mine and Buck's ages. 
That is the era in which we grew up. White, black, Asian, Hispanic. We all have way more in common than we do different. And an identity politics destroyed all of that. By the way, ludicrous story. I was in a, uh, you probably didn't expect that. I was in an uh, elevator with Ludacris um, in Las Vegas. He was performing. I was out for a bachelor party. It was just me and him. And like he had a big bodyguard or something. And, uh, and he was performing at the hotel I was in. And uh, he got in the elevator and we started talking. I don't remember what the conversation was about. Did you shout and, Luda as soon as you uh, walked yeah. into the elevator? <laughs> and then uh, I, th- I actually, I do remember the conversation. I told him. I said, hey, I thought Crash was really good. And he was like, oh, I appreciate that. You know, he's an actor, musician, whatever. And then we were talking in the ride. I don't know. It was like a high rise. I think it was the Palm or something like that in Vegas. It's just the two of us for a long time. And he was performing later that day. And uh, and I and he was like, you coming to the show? And I was like, no, I didn't get tickets. And he was like, yeah, tough break. Walked right out. Um, and I remember thinking, if I had been in a remotely attractive girl, I would have had backstage. We had like a legitimate, decent conversation in the elevator. Dude to dude, he was like, yeah, tough break. Walks right out. If I had gotten on, I'd been a girl. I would have had backstage passes. I would have been hooked up. Hot girl privilege. Everybody wants to talk about white privilege. The single greatest privilege in the history of the world, hot girl privilege, it is undefeated. Well, it's undefeated. It's true across all cultures and all history. So Yes, because we all have more in common. I told my, my kids... My wife agreed with this. I'm curious if you would agree, Buck. Without pretty girls, we would all still live in caves. I mean, I think we would all definitely be playing a lot more video games and eating a lot more Doritos. But I don't yes. think we would have even invented video games because the guy who invented video games, do you know why he did it? So he could get a better looking girlfriend. Wow. This Almost all like Robin- of masculine achievement, in my humble opinion, is based on trying to get a better looking girlfriend or wife. It's a little bit like Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society, where he says that poetry was 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 created to woo women. Um, I remember seeing that movie and thinking that I liked it, and then I thought more about it later. I'm like, it's kind of a nihilistic, sad, and bizarre movie, actually. So, I don't know. I haven't I, seen I, it in a long time. My kids go to a school based on Dead Poet Society. Right, can I just, really? Because I was going to say, yeah. I mean, some some kid can't be in, like, the high school play, and dad saying, like, get a real job, and he, and he kills himself. It's, like, horrible. You know, like, what? You know, uh, I forgot about the plot. his career as an actor. Like, come on. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that is like, pretty awful. Same th- on a more positive note, that's also why all music exists, right? Like every kind of awkward guy who decides he wants to play the drums or learn how to play a uh, guitar is doing it for chicks. Well, it, it is amazing because if you actually were to objectively look at some of the great um, male sex symbols of the 20th century in terms of rock stars... Not only are a lot of them not handsome, they're actually really weird looking. Right? But that's why but, they started. They, that, but, their angle you know, was not if if uh, if a lot of them been incredibly good looking, they would have never gotten into music in the first place. That was their angle to get chicks. Producer Ali has been pulling what is I'm told are funny VIP emails, uh, and so I thought I would read uh, some of these for you as we roll into. You can sign up become become a VIP. All three hours of the show streams live on video. And by the way, we're soon going to be streaming behind the paywall at Fox Nation as well. So there are lots of ways where you can get high, waving at you right now, the opportunity to watch. Not that there's Buck waving too. Not that all of you are sitting around saying, you know what I really need in my life? More video of Clay and Buck. But if perchance that is what you would like to have, it's soon going to be widely available. If you start watching us on our stream Clay will do more silly Clay voices, which I got to tell you, still the highlight of my day today. I knew they were in there somewhere. 
Uh, here are the email. Danny. Danny wrote, Clay, Clay, Clay. Crying during a show about something we all knew happened about 150 years ago, and you claim not to like Lady and the Tramp? Some days just don't make any sense, Danny. It's a very funny email. I'm going to say, Danny, Danny's put you on notice, and I can co-sign that. You don't like Lady and the Tramp, but you cry during the, the crown? I don't see it. I don't see it. Lady and the Tramp, totally overrated. Never really bought into the Outrageous. Tramp. Never really bought into He's Lady. He's just trolling you, Lady and the Tramp fans. He's trolling you. Lisa says, I don't think the Iliad was composed by men to woo women, not by a long <laughs> Not by a long shot. I didn't Sorry. say poetry was to create. I mean, that, that's a Robin Williams quote from Dead Poets Society. Lisa has had enough with you, Buck. I, I wouldn't have expected angry Iliad Wait, Hold on a second. Hold on a second. The Iliad is about a war that was started over a woman. I agree with you. Can I throw Helen that out there, everybody? Helen the the face Troy, that the, launched a thousand ships. The most beautiful woman ever kidnapped, and they fought. A long war to get her back. I think Lisa's been checkmated here, folks. We love you, Lisa, but I think who this would is be checkmated. the modern day Helen of Troy? My wife. <laughs> oh, that is a very yeah. that is an amazing. You need to clip Thank that. You. That was yep. very very well done. Thank you. I didn't mean that we knew, uh, but very, my wife would also be the modern. My wife would also be the modern day <laughs> Helen of Troy. <laughs> We're gonna I'm have to edit that so up. it's faster. Yeah, just, can we just drop? I heard we dropped in New York yesterday. Can we just cut that segment? Uh, uh, by the way, closing out with Sharon here. <laughs> Sharon wants us to, wants you all to know. Sharon says it is not all caps a good segue or transition if you have to call attention to it. The whole point of a transition is to move seamlessly from one subject to another. If you stop to point it out, it's not seamless. Speaking of seamless transitions, the show is almost over today. By the way, Sharon, we're having fun mocking the fact that it is clearly not a seamless transition often when we are seamlessly transitioning, but I appreciate your email. Also, would put a lot of money on Sharon over the age of 50. Is anyone in America named Sharon under the age of 50 right now? I would vote no. Seamless transition Tomorrow, we'll be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. Appreciate less, all of you. Less crying, we promise. <laughs> More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.